Bismillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah, wa man ihtada bi hadihi wa stanna bi sunnatihi ila yawmi liqaihi amma ba'd. We continue with daily lectures in tonight, inshallah, the lesson of Tazkiyah, and we still studying and taking benefits from the small treatise of Imam Al-Hafidh ibn Rajab al-Hanbali alayhi rahmatullah, named Zam Muqaswati al-Qalb. This praise of hardness of the heart. We are in the last chapter of the book where Al-Imam Ibn Rajab is giving us remedies for this illness. In the previous lessons, we got some remedies like dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other things. And tonight, inshallah, we continue where we stopped last week. The Imam said, ومنها منها أي من الأدوية ومن مزيلات قسوة القلب منها from the remedies كثرة ذكر الموت كثرة ذكر الموت from the remedies for the hardness of the heart if person is suffering from this illness he needs to try this remedy كثرة ذكر الموت remember death and he said too much. And dhikr has two meanings in Arabic and even in English. Dhikr, remembrance. Remembrance by the heart to remember or remembrance by the tongue. In Arabic, dhakara, aytadhakara, tafakkara, udhakara, dhakara bilisani. And in English, they said remember, remember by heart or by the head, or remember, do, remembrance it, it means spell it. It means talk about the death and think about death. ذكر ابن أبي الدنيا بإسناده عن منصور بن عبد الرحمن عن صفية أن مرأة أتت عائشة تشكو إليها القسوة فقالت أكثري ذكر الموت. ابن أبي الدنيا عليه رحمة الله he narrated with his chain upon the authority of صفية رضي الله عنها that a woman came to Aisha and she told her I'm having hardness in my heart فقالت أكثري ذكر الموت يرق قلبك وتقدرين على حاجتك Aisha this woman came to Aisha why Aisha? because Aisha first she is one of the wives of the Prophet may Allah be pleased with all the wives the mothers of the believers. Aisha first, she was one of the wives of the Prophet. It means maybe she heard something from the Prophet. Maybe she learned something. The second thing, she is a scholar. Aisha is Alima. It's not any other woman. Aisha as well, Muhaditha. In hadith, she narrated more than thousands. She is one of Mukthirun min al it means Aisha, she has a lot of things that few of people reached. And she was a woman. May Allah be pleased with her. Then Aisha, she gave her an answer. And we said the scholars, maybe sometimes they have the same question, but they, dif- they give different answers. So to this woman, she said, Remember, think and talk about death. She said, your heart 
will soften. وَتَقْدِرِينَ عَلَى حَاجَتِكَ This woman came to ask about softness of the heart and remedy for hardness of the heart. Aisha radiallahu anha gave her remedy and she gave her something extra. She told her when you think and when uh, you talk too much about death, you mention death, you remember, you think, you will have softness in your heart and your uh, matters will be solved. Maybe about what she asked about, maybe other things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make all the things easier. قالت ففعلت فأنست من قلبها رشدا فجاءت تشكر لعائشة رضي الله عنها. Safiya is the narrator. May Allah be pleased with her. She said that woman, she did. ففعلت فأنست من قلبها رشدا. She found something good in her heart. It means she's found that this remedy gave and proved success. فجاءت تشكر. She came back to thank Aisha for her advice. This narration teaches us a lot of things. The people, they used to choose the right scholars to ask, not asking anyone. The other thing, they don't ask just for sake of asking. They ask to act. ففعلت. When she told her, she did what the Aisha radiallahu anha suggested and advised her to do. وَكَانَ غَيْرُ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ السَّلَفِ منهم سعيد بن جبير سعيد بن جبير وربيع بن أبي راشد يقولون لو فارق ذكر الموت قلوبنا ساعة لفسدت قلوبنا he said lot of salaf lot of pious ancestors they and he gave the example of سعيد بن جبير great imam وربيع بن أبي راشد he said they used to say if thinking and the remembrance of death, like go away from our hearts or leave our hearts and our mouths for one hour. It means just a while. Our hearts will become corrupted. So we have to keep thinking about death day and night and talk about it from the time to the other. وفي السنن عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أكثر ذكر هادم اللذات الموت. He said in Sunan, the Prophet said, mention too much or remember too much the destroyer of desires, death. Death is called the destroyer of desires because in dunya we are in the house of desires and a lot of us sometimes will forget and shaitan and the soul is calling for evil. But maut will destroy anything, good and bad, will destroy the desires. It's why the Prophet called him, and as the scholars name it, Hadim al-Ladhat wa Mufarriq al-Jama'at, destroyer of desires, and this death will separate between the person and all the rest of people. Inshallah, just temporarily, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gather us in Jannah. ذكر الموت Why death? And why قبر? The grave. Because death and grave is the first stage amongst the stages of the hereafter. And the Prophet ﷺ, in many ahadith, he mentioned a lot of things about the grave. 
and not without having this ahadith because the believer he believed the Prophet ﷺ in Quran but even if someone denied he cannot deny the fact of death death is one of the rare things that all people agree no one can deny it Muslim or non-Muslim believer or disbeliever even atheist he will not deny the fact that there is death but people disagree about what will happen after death but just the idea of death is scary everyone is afraid imagine that you, they will put you in a dark room a normal room and you are still alive they turn the light off and they leave you for a long time this idea is scary so imagine they dig a hole in the earth and they put the person there but for us as Muslims we know more it's not as simple as that for us as Muslims we know because we believe the Prophet ﷺ, what he said we know that the first stage of the hereafter is death the Prophet ﷺ said whoever is saved from it then what comes after it is easier than it and whoever is not saved from it then what comes after it is worse and harder than it it's why Uthman Uthman radiallahu anhu Khalifa al-Thalith he used to cry when death or the grave is mentioned in front of him they told him we mention a lot of other matters and they don't cry when they mention death they mention the grave you cry he said I heard the Prophet sallallahu said and he mentioned hadith in the qabr awwalu manazil al-akhirah faman naja minhu fama ba'dahu aysaru min waman lam yanju minhu fama ba'dahu aysaru min aw kama qal an-nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so these remembrances from the Prophet sallallahu these reminders this preaching what the Prophet sallallahu told us in the long hadith of al-qabr when the believer is dying the angels of mercy will come and take his soul the long hadith and when the disbeliever or fasiq or fajr in other narrations is dying the angels of punishment they come so from the first moment of death when a person is losing his soul when the soul is getting out of the body here is difficulty start even before this sakarat al maut these hard moments that even the Prophet ﷺ, he was sweating and he was suffering from the hardness of Sakarat al-Maut and the Prophet ﷺ, anything, any illness, anything he feels double of any other people it's why he has a lot of rewards so Sakarat al-Maut when the angel of death and his helpers, Malaika they remove the soul of the person it's not something easy just thinking about these things make a person come back and repent and seek forgiveness then the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us about the soul how it goes and come back and then what will happen to this soul and what will happen to the death the deceased one when the two angels named in some narrations Munkar wa Nakir or Al-Munkar wa Nakir when they will make a person sit and ask him the three questions even the believer they will try to make him 
doubt and they will ask him in a harsh way even the believer it is one of the last tests if a believer is firm and he is sure about the answer he will not shake and he will not have any doubt but if a person had doubt or was not believer or was not acting upon what he says then he will not have the right answer and we know that the kafir or fajr when he does when he will not be able to answer the right answer these angels will hit him with a hammer and he will shout when he will shout everyone except jinn and mankind will hear him all other creatures and creations they will hear the shout of this person and it's from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we cannot hear these voices because imagine if we could hear this it will be scary and it will not let us enjoy our life because in life we have sometimes these reminders preaching we remember death we talk about these things to increase our iman to repent to leave the sins that we are doing to come back to Allah to be firm on our deen but we have as well some nice moments as the companions they said to the prophet sallam they said when we are with you we feel like the birds are on the top of our heads they said but when we go and we are with family members and we do other things we lose this the prophet sallam said if you stay in the highest level at the top as when you are with me the angels will come and shake your hands on the street and iman as we know iman increases and decreases no way we will keep the same level maybe you keep increasing but it cannot be in same level but imagine if we could hear the voices of people punished in their graves imagine if we could hear the shout of the people when they are hit by this hammer mentioned in a hadith and we know that in the grave there are a lot of people being punished we have a lot of hadith like hadith of the person who neglect the compulsory prayers and hadith of the one who tell lies and hadith of adultery uh, people who commit adultery and other things a lot of hadith mention a lot of punishment of people in the grave it's why remembrance of the the death make the person think and make the person repent and make the person come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and talking about death remembering death thinking of death make the heart soften and make hardness of the heart be removed then the author alayhi rahmatullah said waruya mursala mursal we explained hadith mursal where we don't have sahabi or we don't have the men after tabi'i ومرسلون منه الصحابي سقط وروي مرسلا عن عطاء الخراساني قال مر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بمجلس قد استعلاه الضحك فقال شوبوا مجلسكم بذكر مكدر اللذات قالوا وما مكدر اللذات يا رسول الله قال الموت In this narration it says that the prophet sallallahu passed through gathering people they were together and they were laughing too much. Then the Prophet ﷺ taught them, mix your gathering, speak a little bit about the destroyer of the desires. They taught him, what's the destroyer of the desires of the Messenger of Allah? He said, death. 
And this is, this hadith, even if it is maybe weak because it is morsel, but the meaning, the and, we have it in other books of sunnah, and it is, the meaning is true. So talking about death, thinking about the grave, make the person not have tolul amal. Because there is illness, another illness that affects the heart is called tolul amal. Tolul amal, when the person have hope, long hope in dunya. When you tell him, repent, he will tell you, inshallah, in the future, like he guarantee that he will have long life. Tolul amal, when we have hope that we are living more and more and more. And we don't think that death can take us at any moment. إذا أصبحت فلا تنتظر المساء الحديث وإذا أمسيت فلا تنتظر الصباح When you reach the morning don't expect that you will reach the evening When you live till the evening don't expect that surely you will live till the morning And people who live with that they are zuhad People who think in this way they, their life will change because if a person really think in this way, a lot of things will change in his life. The first thing, he will have softness in his heart. The second thing, he will not be very attached to dunya. Because the dunya will divorce him before he divorce her. If he thinks that he will leave dunya this evening or tomorrow morning, we will never act as we do. If we think that we are dying tonight or next day, we will pray in a different way. Our prayer will be different. Definitely, we will take longer in our prayer. Another thing, we will go and pray all Qiyamul tonight. If they tell you, tomorrow you are dying, we will be praying. We will give all our money. We will do Qiyamul We will recite Quran. We will tonight, before tomorrow, think of people that we have problems. We will try to call them tonight. We will not say tomorrow, I will call them and ask forgiveness and fix my problems with my family members, with my brothers, with someone, with a Muslim, with a non-Muslim that I oppressed. If, but if we think we are dying tonight or tomorrow, everything will change. And it is what happened to the people, the pious predecessors. They did not expect to live longer. It's why they were acting every day as it was the last day or the last night of their life. And Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, alayhi rahmatullah, once he, was, he had a wali. Wali is a man he put as a ruler in area. Then this wali, he started doing some innovations and telling lies and everything. Then Umar ibn Abdul Aziz sent him a letter pre preaching him. And at the end of the preaching, he told him, you don't think this. And he told him, are you not walking between the graves? Because for Salaf, this was preaching. It means, if you are walking between the graves, you are still alive. You cannot see that there are people dying. You don't expect that one day, and your turn is coming, and you will die. You don't expect that you will be in the grave, as these people are in the grave. So telling him this, is deep and have a lot of meanings and it is enough as a preach. Then the author alayhi rahmatullah said, وَمِنْهَا زِيَارَةُ الْقُبُورِ وَالتَّفَكُّرُ فِي حَالِ أَهْلِهَا وَمَصِيرِهِمْ 
here it's linked and attached to the previous point. He said another remedy is to visit the graves. And think about the people in the graves and what they are doing and where they are going. Are they going to Jannah or Hellfire? If you pass through the graves of the believers, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them and we make dua for them. And if we pass through the graves of disbelievers, we tell them that they are going to hellfire as the Arabi. Arabi came to the Prophet and asked him about some graves. The Prophet didn't want to give him details. He told him, wherever you pass through graves of Kuffar, Bashirhum bin Nar. Give them news that they are going to fire. Then this Arabi said, it became difficult for me because look how the companions when the Prophet tell them something they take it forever he didn't think he maybe he told me just to do it today he said I will do it for the rest of my life and this is not because the Prophet the Prophet told him this because graves are a lesson and are preaching as Salaf used to say Death is enough as preaching. Sometimes we give lessons, we give lectures, we give sermons, we give a hadith, verses about Jannah, about hellfire, about Qabr. But it's not sometimes given the effect. Sometimes when you have one in the community dying, it will give a lot of lessons. When a person from the community die, a lot of people repent. A lot of people, you find them rushing and coming back to the mosque. Why? Because death is enough as a lesson. And the real believer takes lessons from this. As Salaf, sometimes they said when they have janazah, they go to bury someone. You find a lot of people crying. Till, as one of the scholars said, we don't know the family members of the deceased person. Because everyone is crying. Some people are crying for the person who died. And the rest, they are crying for themselves. They are crying for themselves. They are crying from fear of death and because death is enough as preach. وَقَدْ سَبَقَ قَوْلُ أَحْمَدِ لِلَّذِي سَأَلَهُ مَا يُرِقُّ قَلْبِي قَالْ أُدْخُلِ الْمَقْبَرَةِ In the previous lesson, we had the saying of Imam Ahmed. When the person told him, give me a remedy for hardness of the heart, he told him, go to the cemetery. وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمْ he said, and in Sahih Muslim, authentic hadith, عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال زور القبور فإنها تذكر الموت The Prophet said, visit the graves because it reminds you of death. وعن بريدة أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال كنت نهيتكم عن زيارة القبور فزوروها فإنها تذكر الآخرة the Prophet said, which means, visit the graves as they remind you of the hereafter. The previous hadith, Zuru Qubur al-Mawt. It is part of hadith where the Prophet visited the grave of his mom. And when he came back, he came back crying. And all the companions start crying because they were merciful and they love the Prophet. If anything touches the Prophet ﷺ, the companions, they will cry. 
Then they explain, they ask the Prophet so he explained. He said, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask forgiveness, do istighfar to my mother. He didn't give me permission. And I asked him to visit her grave. He gave me permission. Then he explained the reason why he visited the grave and why we should visit the graves. He said, visit the graves as they remind you of death and they remind you of the hereafter. So we don't visit the grave as a lot of Muslims do, seeking barakah. This is shirk. It can be shirk, minor shirk. If they believe that these graves will benefit them or something, it may lead to major shirk. We don't visit graves for other sake. We visit, we visit the cemetery, we, give, we visit the graves for the only reason and wisdom of remembering death and remembering the hereafter. If we want to make dua, we make dua from wherever we are. We make dua from here. Except some graves that we visit as for reward like Ziyarat al-Baqi'ah, Ziyarat Shuhada Uhud. These uh, graves or the grave of the Prophet And say we don't seek help or seek baraka or make dua in the graves of Baqi'ah or Shuhada Uhud in Medina or when we visit the grave of the Prophet And say we visit the grave of the Prophet when we visit the Masjid al-Nabawi. We don't travel for sake of visiting the grave of the Prophet Our visit is for Umrah, for example. Then we go to Medina for the reward that we find in the Masjid al-Nabawi. But, and we visit the grave of the Prophet and Abu Bakr and Umar. And we do salam to them. But we don't visit as some people, they go to visit the grave. Their intention is to visit the grave of the Prophet because this is not Sunnah. Sunnah is to go to Umrah, go to visit the Holy Mosque in Medina, but not to visit the grave of the Prophet. But we visit the grave of the Prophet if we visit Medina. Because a lot of people talk about this and they made big stories about it, like Imam Ibn Taymiyyah and other scholars, when they wrote or spoke about this matter, they said these people, they don't allow people to visit the grave of the Prophet and it's not true. But in the other side, there is no other grave except the grave of the Prophet ﷺ that we are allowed to visit. Why? Because there is no proof about any other grave except the grave of Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. All the graves of the Prophets except Muhammad ﷺ are subject of disagreement even if the grave of Ibrahim ﷺ is most likely. But the rest... No grave, we are 100%. It is the, really the grave of that prophet in his name. And this is a mean of shirk because a lot of people, they go to the graves of the prophets and they ask them and they seek barakah. And these have been witnessed by a lot of scholars and a lot of people who, who saw them and they said they commit shirk. And it's not permissible. And may Allah bless Umar when he found some people seeking barakah from grave of prophet I think his name is Daniel so what he did he sent a letter to Wari he told him make 13 
hole in, uh, in the earth and bury the body of this prophet in one of them. And so people, they don't know which one is the real one. But the problem, maybe they will, people, they will go to the 13 of them just for sake of reaching the real one. Allah Musta'an. And we have the mean and we can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever we are, whenever we are. We don't need anyone. But people, their heart are not attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They go to the graves of Allah Musta'an. And the Prophet explained in these narrations the real reason behind giving permission to visit the graves. And in the hadith, وعن أنس أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال كنت قد نهيتكم عن زيارة القبور ثم بدأ لي أنه ترق القلب وتدمع العين وتذكر الآخرة فزوروها ولا تقولوا هجرا رواه الإمام أحمد وابن أبي الدنيا The previous hadith and this one start with the Prophet saying before I prohibited visiting the graves Visiting the graves before Islam, it was okay. When the Prophet ﷺ came, he made it haram. Why? Because it is main of shirk. Because people in Jahiliyyah, they used to go and ask the graves. They go to cry and do niyaha. Niyaha shouting and not accepting what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided in death. And they start doing haram things. So the Prophet ﷺ prohibited this. When Islam and Iman was established and Tawheed was established in the hearts of the companions, the Prophet said, before I prohibited this, now I allow you to do it. In the previous narration, he said, because it reminds you of the hereafter. In this narration, he said, then it seemed to me that visiting the grave softened the heart. It's the first reason. And it is our topic. We are talking about hardness and softness of the heart. He said, It makes the eye cry. Not only because we remember diseased people that we miss and that we love, but because we remember death. It is the big lesson that makes the heart soften. And we know the benefit of crying out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is one of the reasons of having the shade of Allah in the hereafter. وَرَجُلٌ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَالِيَا فَدَمَعَتْ عَيْنَا A man who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he is alone, then his eyes like give tears and he starts crying from fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Prophet said, وَتُذَكِّرُ الْآخِرَةِ And remind people of the hereafter. فَزُورُوهَا وَلَا تَقُولُ هُجْرَةِ Visit the graves and don't say anything. فَاحِشْ هُجْرَ is kalam fahish. The bad saying and the evil words. We try to finish this uh, part because this part of grave is a bit long. He said, وَذَكَرَ ابْنُ أَبِي الدُّنْيَا عَنْ مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ صَالِحٍ التَّمَّارِ قَالْ كَانَ صَفْوَانُ بْنُ سُلَيْمِ يَأْتِي الْبَقِيعَ فِي الْأَيَّامِ فَيَمُرُّ بِي فَاتَّبَعْتُهُ ذَاتَ يَوْمٍ وَقُلْتُ وَاللَّهِ لَأَنْظُرَنَّ مَا يَصْنَعَ قَالْ فَقَنَّعَ رَأْسَهُ وَجَلَسَ إِلَى قَبْرٍ مِنْهَا فَلَمْ يَزَلْ يَبْكِي حَتَّى رَحِمْتُ Ibn Abi Dunya narrated that Muhammad ibn Salih al-Tammar said Safwan ibn Sulaym he used to go to Baqi' Baqi' the famous cemetery in Medina 
in the days. He said, one day I followed him. I followed him because he knows this man is pious man. I want to see what he's doing. Why? To do like him. They used to follow the scholars, the pious people, the zuhad, to imitate them. He said, and I said, Wallah, I will see what he's doing. He said, like, he covered his head. He sought to grave from the graves of the Baqiyah. He said, and he kept crying and crying and crying till I felt piety towards him. Why he is crying that much? I thought it's the grave of one of his family members, of his wife or something else. He passed through me another time. I followed him. He didn't sit near the first grave. He went to another grave. He sat near another grave. He did the same. He kept crying and crying. He said, فَذَكَرْتُ ذَلِكْ لِمُحَمَّدِ بِنِ الْمُنْكَدِرِ He said, I went to Muhammad ibn al-Munkadir. This man is a great pious man, one of the pious predecessors, and one of the scholars, and one of the teachers of Imam Malik, عليه رحمة الله. وقلت, إِنَّمَا ظَنَنْتُ أَنَّهُ قَبْرُ بَعْضِ أَهْلِهِ فَقَالَ مُحَمَّدْ كُلُّهُمْ أَهْلُهُ وَإِخْوَانُ he told him the story and he said, I thought, it's the, I thought it's the grave of one of his family members. Imam Muhammad ibn al-Munkadir, rahmatullah, told him, all of them are his family members and all of them are his brothers and sisters. Because believers are brothers. He said he is a man who make his heart soften and shake and move. Every time he feels hardness in his heart, he goes to the graves and do this. From that day, Muhammad ibn al-Munkadir himself, he started doing same. He, he started passing through him and go to the grave of Baqiyah and do same and cry. One day I passed through him and I said, Salam. فقال ما نفعتك موعظة صفوان قال فظننت أنه انتفع بما ألقيت إليه منها He told me you, don't, you didn't benefit from the lesson what صفوان was doing He goes to the, cry, to the grave and cry He said I think that he benefited from the, what I told him and he started doing same So it is very beneficial to visit the graves but for the reason of remembering death and remembering the hereafter. And here we remind of a ruling. Is it permissible to visit the graves of non-Muslims? Some scholars said it's not permissible, but others they said it is permissible with this intention. They said if you visit the graves with this intention of remembering death and remembering the hereafter, then the graves of believers, of these all disbelievers, will do the same job. Because if you visit the graves of the believers, you will make dua for them, for forgiveness and having mercy. And you will say dua, Salamu alaykum ahl al-diyar min al-muslimin al-muslimat, antum al-sabiqoon wa inna insha'allahu bikum lahiqoon, or other narrations of dua and this hadith. So when you visit the graves of believers, you remember mercy of Allah, 
and you remember the hereafter, and you remember death. And when you visit the graves of the hereafter, you seek uh, help from Allah, and you seek uh, support from Allah to die as Muslim. And you seek refuge with Allah from dying as disbeliever. And you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you firm as Muslim till death. And you seek refuge from what they are having. So these uh, remedies that Imam Ibn Rajab gave us are very beneficial if we really do as these women who ask Aisha. She asked, then she acted upon what she learned from Aisha. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in knowledge. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove hardness from our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to soften our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us blessing and rahmah in our graves and in the hereafter. Allahumma fir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbit aqdamana wa nsurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. ربنا آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك